Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. guys welcome to another episode of the happy who you podcast today i have zach duggar with me he is an entrepreneur and a real estate investor and he is based out of kalamazoo michigan and a little fun fact i went to western michigan university in kalamazoo michigan and i actually found zach on linkedin so you know there's suggestions of profiles and things like that anyways i found him and he has a podcast had me on his podcast and i wanted to have him on the happy whole you podcast because he has a very interesting story but nevertheless when he sent me his bio i thought it was really cool because in 2005 he graduated from wmu and that is the same year i graduated so our paths might have crossed and we just a long time ago we just did not know it and so he got his degree at wmu in applied behavior analysis and his career started off in human service industry and he had multiple roles as being a caseworker and he actually worked as a behavioral psychologist and for four years during that time he started his own business and in 2013 zach founded brain trust behavioral health and he provided services to children with autism and over the course of eight years you guys he grew that company from one employee to 150 employees across eight counties in southwest michigan and in 2001 zach's successfully exited that venture through a sale to a national provider. And he currently owns some commercial real estate properties and he self-manages that. And he has two children and is an incredible father. And he attributes his success to his patience and persistence and the unwavering faith that he has in God. So I'm excited to share him with you today. So here we go. All right, Zach, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So you sent over some talking points and, you know, usually pick like two or three and I'm like, we need to talk about all of these because (laughs) they are of such great value. And I shared with everyone on your intro a little bit about you, but if you want to give everyone kind of the 411 on who are you and, you know, yeah, just share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a resident of Michigan. I think that's where I begin. <laughs> and so I'm used to the four seasons here, but my most important people in my life are my, my God, my wife, and my children, and the rest follows suit after that. But I've spent most of my time working with people who have developmental disabilities, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, 
autism. So I spend my most of my time as my adult working career. And I'd say that my favorite job I've ever had was actually working with two gentlemen, both in wheelchairs that needed people 24-7 just to help out with all of their basic daily needs. But they're such loving guys and they had such good fun with me. And, I, you know, we joked around a lot. Never once did I regret having to go to that job. But of course, that wasn't going to pay the, the bills for a family over the long term. So um, I went into psychology as a field and then found applied behavior analysis as the primary focus for me, which is the area that I worked with the most working with kids with autism. I started a business in 2013 and over that eight years from 2013 to 2021, we grew from myself working out of my home to about 140 to 150 employees and across eight to 10 counties, depending on the, the time frame of when we were working. So. So yes, I love, I love working with people, chatting with people, and have been doing that I know, most of my life. Although when I was younger, I'd say that I stuck back in the background more often than not. And even to this day, if I'm in a larger crowd, I'm more of an observer than uh, someone who stands out in the middle of the audience. Oh man. So that's opposite of me. I'm like, (laughs) I have this problem where I like to have this thing called control. And even when I tell myself, sit back, observe, I find myself ending up opening my mouth and just trying to take control. It's like, Yeah. yeah, you know, there's like four different types of the way people communicate. And I'm in the category of, you know, the very direct action oriented, like get to the point, like type of person. So, you know, I just, I want all the bullets very, very quickly, Yeah, you know, which can be a good thing, but it can also be a challenging thing too. Yeah. And I like all the details sometimes to, to a fault. So it's beneficial (laughs) for me to work with people who are more direct and want to get to the point because that helps me to adapt but also be able to experience what they're trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I would be like good partners because we right. balance each other out. And I think that that's yes. so with business, yep. probably one of the reasons why you were able to grow your business is I would assume is that you do, you find people that are not exactly like you yep. and, you know, as a business owner, that's can make you uncomfortable, but it's, it's necessary. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Definitely important to uh, work with people that are not the same as you and how they operate. Definitely can create some discomfort and Mm -hmm. at times some poor matches, as I learned through experience, but that's part of uh, being in business as well. Yeah, it's part of the growth. So before we get into the five points that I'd love to just like kind of chat about from a deeper level, like the level of like your soul, right? Like you're, you're here, you're a faith driven man, you work with people that have disabilities and you know, it's not an easy, easy thing. And I think it takes a very special type of person to have that patience and do Mm -hmm. that. What do you think it was about your calling or how did you know? I mean, because you created something very spectacular. Like, how did you know that this was start of really, this was the beginning of your career as a young man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not a lot of people take that leap. Sure. Yeah. I mean, actually in high school is when I first started to engage with people who are in the special education classrooms that just there were additional people in the hallway. So it's not any 
anyone different than than my other peers. I mean, I had the opportunity as a senior to help out for one of the, I think they were semesters during the time at which I was in high school. I was able to help assist people in those classrooms with tests, with their schoolwork. One of the guys that was in there also asked if I'd bring him across the stage at graduation. Mm-hmm. We graduated the same year and just really appreciated that that response that was received uh, from people and that feeling that I had with being able to give back to somebody who not everybody was attending to and mm-hmm. often were ignoring and not really given the time of day. And, and as you mentioned, I'm a, a patient person and So in spite of some challenges that would come up and occur or repetition with some people that that would get stuck on subjects or things of their interest, I don't mind that. I know know that person is is that that's how they are and that's how they come across. So definitely have a willingness and a heart for just people. And I found some people that I really appreciated being a part of their lives. Oh, that's so sweet. So you took a leap of faith and you've done multiple things. And what would you say to somebody who, you know, I mean, I don't believe it matters what your age, right? Whether you're younger, middle-aged or you're older, I think we could begin and start anew at any, any, like right now you could choose it. Mm -hmm. Right. So what would you say to someone who's desiring for something different? You know, if somebody to ask me, they, they, you know, what, how, how, what could they do if they're desiring something different in their lives? I'd probably in this day and age, encourage them to slow down because there is a lot of distractions that we have uh, that continues to invade our thinking and our ability to really consider what our options are. And a lot of those are digital distractions. I mean, I, I'm at, at fault for this as well. I wake up and I may immediately turn on a book I was listening to, which isn't a bad thing, but I might also turn on a a show on my phone because I can easily do the dishes or make breakfast while I'm watching something. But those images stick with me as I am continuing then in the next 30 minutes during times when maybe I was trying to have some quiet time to reflect. And so now I'm distracted by the things I was just observing. So I'd start there. I'd start with looking at where you can find points in time during your day, during your week, even small periods to really set aside the distraction and reflect. What are the things that I'm doing that I enjoy? What are the things I'm doing that I'm good at? What have people told me I'm good at? And what kind of options are there out there that I could explore? Who do I know that might know something about that topic or has excelled in that area that I could reach out to so that I could find out a little bit of how they walked that path? Because it's not something that is easily done alone. Anything in life, really, we should be considering who are people who have done these things and can provide mentorship, support direction and correction at times. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd start there, start with pull back on the distraction and really get some time to reflect. Yeah. And another point that you threw in there was that mentorship, because I know that was another point that you 
were saying like it's so important and i i completely agree mm. mentors are you know whether that is you know a coach or somebody who's doing what you would like to do and you take the time to interview them or get to know them or even volunteer or get a job doing something that you're curious in yep. you know can all be of value and i think that sometimes you know after we get out of high school or college sometimes i think we you know cuz teachers are can be mentors and they kind of are naturally on our path. But I think after yep. we get out of education or the military or trade school or things like that, we can get kind of stuck in our ways as we get into our careers. And sometimes I find that we stop seeking out that mentorship. Yep. So I think that is of great value and so important. Yeah. And I, and I also want to add just one other thing in regards to that is sometimes you have to get out of the paralysis analysis. That's something that I've heard used in different fields in different ways, but we can get stuck in that just evaluating what are those things that I could be doing or want to be doing. And you have to take a step forward. You actually have to take action to then get to that next step. If I hadn't decided, yes, okay, I'm going to start this business and I do have somebody who said that they'll support me, I wouldn't have done so. I mean, at first I was going to, I asked that same person, can I join your organization and you take over this contract? (laughs) I would have just been an employee, but Mm -hmm. thankfully she encouraged me to go ahead and take that step myself with support. So yeah, that's another point I wanted to emphasize is that just taking that step. Yeah. What a gift she gave you. Yeah. That's a thing. Cause you're right. Analysis equals paralysis and just getting started. Cause you learn so much. And if we can't, like, I look at my company, happy, holy you. And Mm -hmm. if I would have thought of all this beforehand, I don't think I would have done it. Right. Like I would have, you know, payroll workers, you know, buying a building, doing all the things. I mean, you know, it's, but it is, there is, there is an aspect of all of us that we have this higher calling. We we're here to serve each other and to support each other and taking action is, is so key and getting those mentors and and the right people. And, and you'll have, yeah, like you said, you'll have the wrong people, but those are lessons, right? I look at, I look at quote unquote, the wrong people is they were really the right people because they gave you a a blessing and a lesson. (laughs) Yes. That um, serves you for the, for the highest good, you know, now on one of your other points, you talked about the power of patience and persistence. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that for myself, I have had longings that have been unfulfilled for a period of time. And that has been something like the entrepreneurship. I had desired, started to have this feeling of doing something back in 2007, 2008, but I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what it might look like. And it kept ruminating in my mind. And so, but I wasn't giving up on those thoughts. And so I continued to really just be open and evaluative, still hesitant, as I just mentioned, because I initially wasn't going to take that leap out of fear and uncertainty. But I was persistent in that pursuit of finding an opportunity to grow and grow within. And being patient through the process is essential because things aren't always in our timing. Most of the time, it's not. (laughs) That is true. We cannot predict the future. So if only we could. 
actually yeah. had a financial analyst tell me not too long ago that they had been able to, if they had looked into their crystal ball, they wouldn't have put certain funds in certain stock portfolio mm -hmm. as the beginning of this year started. But yeah. that aside, we don't have a crystal ball. And so it is essential to be patient, but to not give up and to lose hope in the things that we are pursuing. If we do, they'll never happen. And mm -hmm. so it's essential that we continue in that. One other example for myself is I had a long time thought about writing a book. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to put some ideas down in an outline. And I didn't know what that might look like, what the process might be, but I did that. And then about eight years later, <laughs> my daughter was doing some type of a <laughs> writing challenge called NaNoWriMo, National November Writers Month. It's just a personal challenge really for yourself, but they have, they have a platform. You can track how many words you've written during a given day and given week and given month. The goal is 50,000 words. So they were doing it. She was, my, her friend was, okay, I will too. And so I did write 50,000 words from that original outline and since then have added to it. And now I'm at a point where I'm actually having people read it in a beta reading phase. It's a fiction, Christian fiction novel. So it has nothing to do with business. It's just more about life and experiences. But that was, again, patient persistence that paid off over time. And without that, it really wouldn't have occurred. And at the same time, there's a piece within that. If you, if you operate from kind of anxiousness that you have to experience, you have to get things done now, it has to occur within your timing, you're going to be anxious about it or fearful that it's never going to happen. And if you know that you need to be patient and persistent, you can operate at a piece that you don't have otherwise. Oh my gosh. I love that on so many levels. Isn't it great how our kids like push us to just <laughs> be better for That's one. True. And then like right. they help us, they remind us of our, our dreams that we've had in our lives. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I, I think too, like, I forget who, I don't know who wrote the song you might know, but you know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers, Okay. you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, we may be praying and hoping for something and it doesn't come to fruition and yep. we need to be thankful and be trust that process and be patient. That yeah. maybe, maybe that's not now and maybe it's not ever, right. but you know, I think we can all look back at things we thought we wanted and we hoped for and all of that yeah. and they didn't happen. And then we're like, oh man, I'm glad that didn't, didn't come through. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. But I, yeah, you know, for me, patience has always been a challenge until the last couple of years, I've really settled into allowing life to really just flow through me. Mm -hmm and not yeah. force things. My dominant direct way of communication, it was, I was like yeah. always being a hammer in my life. And it was like, yeah, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to achieve right. this. And yeah, it caused anxiousness. It caused, you know, an uneasiness within us. And I yes. think we are aligned on the right path. It, it just, it feels good. You feel Absolutely. content. You feel happy. You feel at peace. Yeah. It's so important. You wrote down, let go. And you talked about, you know, God mm -hmm. and you talked about, you know, crawl back into bed and binge watch shows on Netflix. Yes. So yeah. We've I mean, all been there. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, that patient persistence isn't just not doing anything either. 
and yeah. and that that statement let go let god you know that's gets great and that that's mm -hmm. yes you want to rely on god if you're a believer you know you want to trust that that what the bible says is true and those promises that you can lean on but that doesn't mean that you just crawl back into bed and binge watch shows on netflix and there is a time and place for doing that but if you only focus on letting things happen around you the things that you are trying to achieve or you desire to achieve won't occur so you do have to play a role in that process as well yeah no i love that let go and let god for sure now Another piece of you that was very interesting to me mm -hmm. is your real estate sure. and yeah. your real estate investing. And I always think it's so incredible if someone can figure out a way you can leverage where you're at, whether you have a W-2 job or you do have your own business or whatever, but finding yeah. ways to invest in real estate is long-term. It yeah. is really valuable. So how did you get into, you know, here you are starting a company helping children with autism yeah. and all of that. And then how did the real estate thing come about? I would say it started with thought that I didn't want to pay rent to someone else forever. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> right. It's just a, it is a money drain. It felt like you know, I mean, when you own a place, of course, you have expenses that you wouldn't have that the landlord would normally take care of those. But when you look at it at a longer term perspective, that you are now paying off a building or a house or whatever the asset might be, then you have that value. It's an, it's an asset for you that over time pays for itself. And in my case, with the business, we had bought one location in Kalamazoo, where I live, and we were able to rent that space out. The, the business rented that space out from me or from a holding company that I had set up for the building. And it was basically pays for the building over time. If the mortgage and the, the taxes, all of the expenses are covered by that rental payment. And at this point, it doesn't make a lot of money uh, as far as income for myself, but there is some cash flow that comes out of that. But over time, this building is going to be 100% paid for. And then really any cash flow that's coming from it is is literally cash flow. It's no longer a payment to the, the bank that has the mortgage. It's payment to Zach or the owner of the holding company at the time. And we also then in 21, just prior to selling my business, we had decided on opening another lo clinic location in a different neighboring town. And we had purchased another building there, which there we're going through some transition with the tenants, but it's 100% leased out. And it also is going to do the same exact thing. So owning real estate over time becomes a wealth building tool that can be very passive if you're doing it in a way that allows you to do it such with it. Somebody who wants to flip houses or be involved in doing the work directly, maybe it's not as passive because you're mm -hmm. engaged in a lot of the work, yeah. but you can do it in a way that becomes a passive tool. And there's also opportunities. So when I was looking into this and after the transition out of my business, I found out about syndications. I had no idea what that topic was, what it meant. So I looked it up. Okay. So it's people bringing together a pool of investors essentially mm -hmm. to put down the equity towards the purchase of a larger property. 
So now you're talking about maybe a 200 unit apartment complex. And that creates this economies of scale where you can have property management come in and do the work that you would otherwise perhaps have done as the owner. And now it creates even a bigger opportunity for a passive income generating tool. Briefly, one other story on that is my, my uncle is a source of inspiration. His family started back, I want to say 45 years ago in investing in real estate. They bought a mobile home park and they bought another and they kind of expanded to now where they own seven to nine RV parks and a manufactured home community. And a lot of these are 100% paid for. And my uncle is a pastor who doesn't have to take an income from the church because of the investments in real estate over time, which he only spends five hours a week involved in actively at this point. And he has some other siblings involved. And But it's a remarkable generational wealth building tool. So and, and it really does allow somebody to start at any scale too. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. That is such a great story. And you're right about like paying rent. I started investing in real estate years ago. I think it was like back in 2013 years ago, like 2010 or so around that time. And I would, I live in California now and I would send money to Michigan because my brother who I just got out of the military, he was looking at buying houses and we all know what happened in 08. I think the craziest investment I did, we literally bought a house for $7,500. Okay. Now we had to take it to the studs. And so we had to kind of go in and and fix it up, which I say we, I didn't do anything. I stayed here in California. My brother and his buddies did it. Yep. And I think all in, we were all in this house for $45,000. It's a single single yep. family home. To this day, we still rent it out for $850 a month. Yep. And that was back in like 2010. So $45,000 investment, $850 a month. And my mom does all of the tenants, so I don't have to do yeah. anything. And yep. yeah, so it's, it, you know, we're providing a home for somebody and, yeah. you know, they're not able to buy their own, but then they're paying off the mortgage. Yep. And so it does, it's like, you know, but the patience and the persistence in real estate mm-hmm. is very key because yes. like you said, it's not, you know, when someone else is paying the mortgage, you know, those mortgages are, you know, 15 year mortgages or yeah. whatever ends up being, you know, whatever right. you end up doing. And so you're not going to get the money right away, you know, but I know yep. for me, I'm coming up on the point where, uh, you know, I, it was 2010 and there's yep. 15 year mortgages. And so in the next couple of years, we'll have a handful of places that are, it is passive income because there's no mortgage yeah. on the property anymore. And yeah. absolutely. And that was back when I was making, I think back then I was investing in real estate and I was making about $42,000 a year. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely doable. <laughs> yeah. That's a great example of at some points, so you don't have to have a high income. I mean, I know people who have worked with directly only with investors so that they're not actually physically putting in any money Mm -hmm. themselves. They're just, they're finding the deals, finding someone to help fund the deals. They're doing the work. And so it's a passive investment for the investor and a investment that this person now has and share an ownership in with no money into it. So, I mean, it's an opportunity for anybody that's willing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And anyone can invest in real estate. Like yep. you don't have to be in quote unquote in real estate to yes. invest in real estate. Right. And I think that that is, that's, yeah. If, if younger people started investing in real estate, I mean, it would be 
you know, if they give themselves 15, even 30 years, yeah. you know, it's like, right. I, I'm like, God, if I, if I would have invested in real estate, you know, when I was 20, that yep. would have been, you know, but it's I always, know. you know, looking back, but yeah. I, I told my son, we actually were just talking about this. It was only a few weeks ago. And I said, okay, would you rather me give you a hundred thousand dollars and by the way, this would never happen. I told him <laughs> happen. this was a test, by the way. Yeah. I don't just, I'm not going to give my kids a hundred thousand dollars. Like if I give you the choice of a hundred thousand dollars or to give you a house where someone pays you $1,500 a month in rent, what would you want? And he's like, uh, I want the house. I'm like, yes, doing a great nice. job. Yeah. Great job. You know, but it's getting, it's getting them yep. to the kids to think, you know, it's like, parents that go and buy their kids cars it's like give them an option like would you yeah. you know like I don't know I think teaching kids to you know that passive income is important I don't think they teach that in school no I don't think they teach to balance not. balance your bank account no <laughs> no not at all no it's it's a let's go get your education find a career path get further education and get a job yeah that's, that's go pretty work much it yeah <laughs> Yep. So it's a different mindset and it's a different path to take, but one that has great rewards in starting a business, but also in investing in, in assets like real estate. Yeah. And for those of you listening, you know, you could reach out to Zach about real estate too. And, you know, yeah. for other people and, and ask questions and connect with people that are doing these things, because I do hear people a lot when I see people that come in, they talk about, they want to invest, they want to do this. They're not sure how, yeah. how to, and then, you know, and it's, when you talk to someone who's done it, it's actually not as confusing as you would think I've found in my life. So there's two types of, I feel like investing that came across my plate in my, you know, in my career, it's, it's the 401k, the 403b, the whole life policies that were mm. always very confusing to me when these agents would try to sell me on it. Right. And then there was real estate. My brother's like yeah. a plus B equals C this is what you do. And I'm like, okay, yep. like this makes sense. Like it shouldn't have to be this confusing. Right. But I think right. until you've done it or you've been involved in it, it can feel intimidating. It can feel, yeah. there could be a little fear there. So that's why going to people like Zach or maybe someone, you know, that is invested in real estate, you know, they can help you and it, and it doesn't have to be confusing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I look at all the investments I made in a 403B and a Roth IRA. And then I look at real estate, real estate has outnumbered all of that, even when yep. the market was very high. So I'm sure. like, okay. I mean, it's good to not have all your eggs in one basket, but yeah, but real estate a hundred percent all the time. So I, I appreciate you, Zach, for sharing part of your story about that. Yeah. And you know, more people, I think invest in real estate than people realize people with mm -hmm. you know careers and things like that. And so it's interesting when you start talking to people that have you know, some success that you may find that they've yeah. invested in real estate. It's just not their main thing. Yep. There's a reason successful people own properties and that's a yeah. part of their success because they own properties. They don't right. make more dirt. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's a reason that some people who have wealth don't pay as much in taxes. I mean, there's a lot of tax deduction in yes. with real estate as well. So, which is yeah. probably why and everyone needs to talk to their own CPA. But if you guys heard yeah. Zach's story, he owned a business. And he owned a building. That business mm -hmm. did not own the building. He had another yeah. business, which is like a sh shell company. And I'm speaking uh -huh. for you, but 
Sure. I think I'm on the right track because I've done this yep. too. So his business that had was helping kids with autism, say your rent is $5,000 a month. Well, that's 100% right off for a business to have a mm-hmm. have rent, 100% right yep. off. So he's not taxed on that $5,000. And then he goes and pays it to this other company that he owns. And then yep. that other company can use that $5,000 to fix up the building, reinvest. And then that money isn't taxed. And so there's a way, I call it washing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that is why that, you know, a lot of people that are successful, they're not paying as much in taxes is because they have businesses with inside of businesses. And it yep. is so legal. And it is, and it's also a safety mechanism too, right? So people may say, well, I mean, that just doesn't seem right. Well, no, it is right. Because as a business person, you also have to protect yourself. So if anything were to happen, you know, with, you know, either the autism company that you had, the brain trust behavior health company, or something with the property, you know, they're protected because they're two separate entities. So, you know, that's a very important aspect of that, but yeah, I like that. Like that term, washing it rather. We don't want to say laundering because that's not accurate. No, no <laughs> we don't. Do no, no. You wash so, it, you clean it up a little yeah. bit, you make it a new and a new company. Yeah, absolutely. And then you you are able to reduce some of the uh, actual taxable income that comes to you over time. So yeah, yeah I think it's a great advantage to have. So I, I would second what you said. If someone is listening and is interested in real estate, talk with someone you know that has been involved in real estate feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure Anna Maria would also be glad to share her experiences as well, but definitely take into consideration. It's a great longer term strategy as well as something you can pair with your other retirement strategies as well for the future. Absolutely. And Zach, where can everyone get a hold of you or get in touch with you? Because you do have your podcast, which is amazing. And you record those, the video and do it live on LinkedIn and all that. So let everyone know where they can connect with you. Yeah. So if you want to listen to the podcast or check the podcast out, it's the Freedom Founder. So you can check that out. On, it's on YouTube, but also you can find me on LinkedIn, Zach Duggar. But if you want to reach out via email, uh, Zach at onfirecapitalgroup.com. Onfire Capital Group is a company I started with real estate investment in mind and helping other people to experience the freedom that it can create. So definitely feel free to reach out. I'm one of those options. I'm Zach at Onfire Capital Group and check me out LinkedIn. I also respond pretty quickly with direct messaging through LinkedIn. Oh, so great. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining me today. And I appreciate you sharing your story with everyone. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.